0: With a song and we want to worship with them as they come. Amen. Everybody say God bless brother and sister green. Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Praise the Lord. Isn't there a wonderful move of the Lord here tonight? All, all through these services. It's just been, I've just been blessed. I know you have. Everybody has. Praise the Lord. He's a great God. Then request we sing, if that mountain don't move, so I guess that's,
2: that's what we'll do If my.
1: Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, I cried a river of tears, though it seemed. And the pain in my heart is a hurt that won't leave. Still I stand by my choice I made long ago I'm going through Lord I brought nothing Here when I came If I lose it all I'll still praise your name I have peace of mind You're gonna teach me to climb If that mountain don't move Oh Lord, I don't know what tomorrow may bring. I'm hoping for sunshine, preparing for rain. Whatever I face, I'm gonna trust in your grace to carry me through. Carry
3: me through
1: my freaking at times I can't, I can't stand You hold me you up, hold when, me I've up when I've I done can. all like I can Like so many times I know you'll teach me to climb If that mountain don't move Thank you, Lord Woo. Hallelujah Oh, I love you, Jesus I love you, Jesus Praise God Well, I've spent long nights when sleep never came And it seemed like my loss Far outnumbered my gain Till I held on to hope As it led the way I made it through I made it through The old determined That I would give in But grace made a way For me to pass through again I have peace of mind I know you'll teach me to climb If that mountain don't move Oh Lord, I don't know what tomorrow may bring I'm hoping for sunshine Preparing for rain Whatever I face I'm gonna trust in your grace You'll carry me through Lord, I brought nothing here when I came If I lose it all, I'll still praise your name I have peace of mind, you're gonna teach me to climb If that mountain
4: don't move Oh Lord, I don't know what tomorrow may bring I'm hoping for
1: sunshine, preparing for rain Whatever I face I'm gonna trust in your grace You're gonna carry me through Carry me through Oh, my feet get so weary At times I can't stand But you hold me up When I've done all I can Like so many times You're gonna teach me to climb If that mountain don't move Oh, like So many times you're going to teach me to climb If that mountain don't move Thank you, Lord. Whoa, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. How many's got your climbing shoes on tonight? Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. I'm going over and I'm not going under. Amen. God's been too good to us. Amen. Would you put your hands together one more time? And let's thank the Lord. He's teaching us to climb. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What an awesome sentiment. Amen. And I think after the preacher preached this morning, I believe we've all got a we're going to make it kind of mentality tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this time, we would like to read some letters that have been uh, given for uh, the Sheerans from some of you, and uh, you've expressed your sentiment through written word, and so we're going to share that tonight. And the first one is Sister Lisa Willett, and she says, Thank you for being there and rejoicing with us during the happy milestones, baptisms, graduations, and weddings. Thank you for being there to support us and to pray for us and to encourage us during our sad times. Thank you for supporting children's ministry. It says a lot when you are willing to be pied for an attendance record. It says even more when you are willing to drink. Surely this ain't so. (laughs) Willing to drink your not-so-favorite drink, coffee. Coffee. For the, for the kids. I'll just tell you this folks. If Pastor Sheeran drank coffee. Amen. He truly had a heart of love and compassion for the kids. <laughs> he won't even let me drink coffee after keeping me up for 72 hours. Out there on Leaky Lake. He won't even let me even endure a cup of coffee. Amen. So we know if he did that he surely loves kids. Amen. Amen. Again, here from Sister Tracy Satterfield. She writes, Ten years ago, I met my pastor's wife and soon realized that I had found a dear friend. From the moment we met, I could feel that we shared a kindred spirit. Sister Shay has a gift. She sets you at ease with her caring heart, genuine concern, and her sweet laughter. She is most giving unto others, and many of us have been blessed by her bringing a meal to our home when it was most needed, or a platter of cookies to sweeten our day, which I am certain she had to sample a few before arriving to us. Because we all know her and love her, she loves sweets, and truly she exemplifies a spirit of giving. And everybody can say amen to that. Sister Shea is an angel of encouragement, offering a shoulder to lean on, an ear to listen, and words to strengthen. I have watched that she has been a friend to many, a mother to some, and a prayer partner to all. She has laughed with us, shed tears with us, and joined faith with us. My family has personally been blessed by Sister Shea and our church. Our church family has been blessed beyond measure to call Sister Shea Sheeran our First Lady, with love, Tracy Satterfield. Amen. And then finally, a letter from Sister Sandy. Amen. Pastor Sheeran and Sister Shay and girls, wow. Where do I start? It has truly been an honor and a tremendous blessing to call you my pastor for the past 10 years. One of the many things that sticks out in my mind is the major, and she puts that in quotes, major catastrophe we faced shortly after I became church secretary and you became senior pastor. The church flood. I will never forget coming to work that morning into a major, in quotes there again, disaster. Water was dripping from the ceilings everywhere. The Sunday screw worms were totally destroyed. And I immediately called you to tell you of the major. I think she's trying to get a point across here. Disaster. And it will forever be etched in my mind, your response. Well, can't you just get some shop vacs and start vacuuming it up? She said, I learned that day that our definitions of major were majorly different. (laughs) Well, we got past that and many other hurdles along with many blessings and life-changing events. And we watched you baptize Rebecca at age eight, baptize Julie at age eight, and marry my oldest daughter, Michelle. You were also there for my family during one of the hardest times in our lives, the passing of my dear mom, you and Sister Shea came on a regular basis praying and visiting with her and for her and for, with Mom. And you were both there when she was taken home. You will never know how very much that meant to us. You always show your true heart through all of these times in my family's lives. The heart of a pastor, my family and I love and appreciate you all more than words can convey. Amen. How many will agree with those letters that that's truly how we as church and friends and family feel about the Sheerans. Words are just not enough. Amen. For 520 weekends, this church is gathered with the Sheerans to invite the presence of the Lord into your midst. And to pause on this 520th weekend to give them honor, you have done well. Amen. And I believe that God is honored by that. And uh, to condense... All of that time into just a few hours on a weekend is impossible. But uh, to do our best to do so and to express to them the love that we have. The Bible says that God so loved that He gave. We know that He gave His only begotten Son, but the Bible also says that He gave some pastors. And the best thing that you can do for your life is to fall in and be one of those some that allow this man and his family to pastor you And to lead you to heaven. So someday we can run up to our pastors and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. My family's here. I'm here. We're blessed because of you and the sacrifice that you have made. Amen. We're going to hear from some others here tonight. And we're asking Brother Chris Johnson to come. And he's going to share some words on behalf of Pastor and Sister Sharon. And uh, we know that Brother Johnson is very valued here. And uh, he is... Uh, he 's the grease that gets the oil, the wheel 's moving. Amen, and we appreciate Brother Johnson. Everybody say, "God bless, Brother Johnson. God bless you, Brother Johnson."
5: Amen. I would like to say that I am thankful that Brother and Sister Sharon have been pastoring for ten years. There's a story that I've shared with just a very few people and I felt like I should share it tonight. Um, I remember the first time that I really got to be introduced to Donnie and Shay Sheeran. I was sitting back there on one Sunday morning having church. And then Pastor Magruder came out of his office with a guest speaker. Whom I didn't recognize, and we sang, and we had our normal course of service, and his wife got up and sang a song, and then he got up to minister. And while he was reading a scripture, Brother Mark Dollins, who had been playing the bass, came back there and sat with me at the sound booth. And uh, while he was reading, he leaned over to me and he said, "You see that preacher up there?" I said, "Yeah." He said, he's trying out for Eric's spot. I didn't know until about a year later that you weren't even aware of that fact at that time. And so I said, huh. And I watched his mannerisms and I watched the way he ministered. And I leaned over to him and I said, well, I'll tell you this. If he actually gets voted in, I give him a year. And he'll be back in St. Louis. That means don't trust your first impression of anybody. But for the past ten years, I've been privileged to work with Brother and Sister Sheeran. There's a saying that says familiarity breeds contempt. And the meaning of that proverb is that the more that you know somebody, the more that you're around somebody, the more you see their flaws and the more you see their faults and the less the mystique becomes. But I can say in the course of ten years working with Brother and Sister Sharon that part of that is true the more that you work with somebody and the more that you're around somebody, the more that you do learn their flaws. I mean, what can you say about a preacher that hates the smell, let alone the taste of coffee? Or that if I offered him a Reese's peanut butter cup, he'd turn me right down and say, you can have the whole thing. Or that if I made him the kind of salad that I like, he'd look through and pick out all the green peppers. But I can say that part of that proverb is wrong. It has not bred contempt. I can say that today I honor and respect and appreciate, brother and sister Sharon, even more today than I did ten years ago. When you see them, you see the real thing What you see is what you get They don't know how to put on Some kind of face for the public And another face for those who are their friends They're the same with everybody And they are truly And it's the highest honor that I can think of They are Christian people They give of their time They give of themselves They give of their money. In fact, that's a word that I could use to describe both of them is they constantly give. Nothing stingy, nothing selfish about either of them. Another story that I could share, hopefully without breaking any confidence, is that when my second son was born, we elected to have an operation done at the hospital. And in the course of time between that son and the first one, the insurance companies had decided since it was an elective operation that it was not necessary and therefore they would not cover it. And so Sister Star and I were put in a position of coming up with what to the hospital was just a tiny pittance of an amount of money, but to us was quite a bit. And so I got on the phone and I called my pastor and I asked him, I told him the whole situation. And I said, could you give me an advance? Could you give me next week's paycheck, this week, so that I can take that paycheck and pay for the operation and then we'll go from there. And the kind of man that he is, I showed up at church Sunday morning they were going to release Star that next morning. And so I showed up and he gave me a check and he said, I'm not going to buy any diapers. I'm not going to buy any bibs. This is my present. And paid for the operation out of his pocket. So I can say to brother and sister Sheeran, thank you both. Thank you for giving Thank you for being an example. Thank you for encouraging when it was needed. Thank you for correcting when it was needed. Brother Thompson and myself were discussing one of those times before church started. But most of all, thank you for being real. Thank you that when you're away ministering and I run into somebody and they tell me, Your pastor preached for us and your first lady sang for us. I know that what they got is the same that we get down here. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for 10 years. Thank you for being my pastor. Thank you for being my boss in every single job that I can possibly hold. I'm afraid if I get another one, what you're going to be promoted to next. But thank you that above that, I can not only call you pastor, not only first lady, but I can call you friend. Thank you so much.
0: Praise the Lord. Well, Brother Johnson didn't do what many others before him haven't done, and that is greatly undervalued the dogged determination, and don't-quit attitude that is in this man sitting behind us here today. Amen. Hallelujah. At this time, Sister Star Johnson is going to come, and uh, we're going to hear from her and uh, a Johnson tag team here tonight. Everybody say, God bless Sister Star.
6: God bless Sister Star.
7: for the night. (laughs) Brother Sharon oftentimes has us to uh, say a word about God. So that's how I decided I was going to talk about him because emotions flooded me through all the thoughts I had for both of them and their three beautiful girls. So for the girls, Tess is unselfish. She can see at school, she'll see some days I'm having a bad day and just say the right thing or do the right thing and sometimes those magical fingers work. Emma, she's got this creativity that just blows anybody's mind. She can draw. She drew a bird the other day, and we all was like, you copied that off your book. No, I didn't. She didn't. And Abby, the social butterfly, baby, you have no clue what that's got for you. Talk to Dawn and Charlotte, their neighbors. She preached to Charlotte the other day, not too long ago, and Charlotte remembers that. One of these days, I see her coming with Abby. All three girls, they're a witness to their neighbors. Sister Shay, dynamite. That's all I got to say, it's dynamite. You're the life of the party, the, the dynamite singer. There's a dynamite anointing in you. Dynamite compassion for others. Your faithfulness is dynamite. The piano playing, it rocks, it walks on its own with your fingers at hand. You're loving and you're dynamite cooking. Pastor, you're what I call a true example You're faithful to God, family, and church. You're friendly to all. I love to see you smile. The kids love to come and hug your leg, and you love food. You're consistent, always the same. I don't have to wonder. You're holy, you're pure, you're smart and wise, honest, and people-minded, always caring for others. And you're definitely the perfect example of what Jesus would do. And as John John says, there's my power. Power wouldn't do it, or this is what power would do. I love you both.
0: At this time, Brother Chris Butler is going to come, and we're going to hear from him.
8: Since I was asked to uh, say something, I have had a flood of thoughts, emotions, memories. Tried to write some of it down. It's about as disorganized here as it is up here. Uh, just a plethora of thoughts and memories. My first memory of Pastor Sheeran was uh, at youth camp in softball, and we'll leave that there. How little did I know that years later, how intertwined our lives would become. I have been very blessed in my life to have a long line of godly men to look up to, to pattern my life after. Uh, to teach me, to guide me. I don't want to go into names, but men like my father, Bishop, and certainly Pastor. And I am very thankful for that. Always positive and upbeat. Uh, Four years ago, some things came into my life. Something came into my life that I never saw coming. And, uh, you know, Pastor would always be there. Through surgeries or whatever, if it was Wednesday and I knew he had to be back and ministering to church that night, you know, he was there to check on me in St. Louis, whether, you know, for any, any reason, he's always been there for me. Uh, I've even heard stories, I wasn't present, but I've heard stories of him and Dawson riding escalators and elevators all day long. So I'm thankful for that. I am so thankful that he's there. Pastor there've been times through this journey that I know we're all given a measure of faith but there are days that I've wondered where mine went and a talk with you there are times that beyond hooking my faith to yours your faith has been my anchor and words aren't enough words are not enough to say just to say thank you you are—you are the epitome of strength and composure, and you've been a calm captain through some of the stormiest years of my life. Thank you, again. Not long after they came here, uh, I was at—I was actually at a men's conference, and I was standing around talking with a group of guys, musicians, and. Uh, you know how it is you're asking where are you from where are you from I told them I was from Kennett and one spoke up and confirmed Are you talking about Pastor Sharon's church I said yes And there was a uh, groan of envy that kind of went up from each and every one of them And I was told then very quickly that every Sunday morning I was the envy of every drummer in Missouri because I had the privilege of being Sister Shay's drummer And that was all quickly agreed And I truly understand why. No matter what kind of mess I make back there, she makes it sound really good. (laughs) It's all right there. (sighs) I love you all. And again, I remember one particular time that came to my mind was a day when the wheels were falling off. And... uh, That's the only way I know to say it. The wheels were falling off in every way. And just out of the blue, a phone call, and you came and spent an hour or so with my wife and I. And the circumstances hadn't changed, but my view view had. There was hope. And I thank you for that. Whether Whether it was meals after surgeries, meals after chemo, you know, I mean, there are times that meals would show up the day after chemo which was always on wednesday which she had you know three little girls to get to church well three big girls now and uh to get to church and all of this and i knew that and that meant the world to me just always being there for us and uh i love you i thank you and uh i know I always have to be careful now. I always have to look over my shoulder because, Lord forbid, I break a doctor's order in front of her. That gets me in a lot of trouble. And uh, I also have to be careful because we have an advocate with the Father, and Dawson has an advocate with me when he gets in trouble because if I get a little too harsh, I get in trouble. <laughs> and I I just want to say that I love you all. Thank you so much. I, uh, My respect and my love grows for you all. With each and every passing day. I love you and thank you.
0: Amen. At this time, Sister Laura Butler is going to come. Amen. We're going to hear some words from her tonight.
9: I have something I want to read for you, Pastor. Often your tasks will be many and more than you think you can do. Often the road will be rugged and the hills insurmountable too. But always remember the hills ahead are never as steep as they seem. And with faith in your heart, start upward and climb till you reach your dream. For nothing in life that is worthy is ever too hard to achieve. If you have the courage to try it and you have the faith to believe. For faith is a force that is greater than knowledge or power or skill. And many defeats turn triumph if you trust in God's wisdom and will. For faith is a mover of mountains. There's nothing that God cannot do. I know, Brother Sharon, with faith in your heart that you will climb until your dreams come true. Never ignore someone's problems. What may be be nothing to you may be everything to them. I saw this quote the other day. And it reminds me of you. I don't want to repeat everything that my husband just said, but these past four years have been very difficult for my family. And every surgery, Pastor drove to St. Louis and sat for hours. And I always try to stay calm on the inside and, and control my emotions. And on the, on the outside, but on the inside, I was a mess. But I knew when Pastor got there, it just was a calming feeling that would come over me. I wasn't by myself, and my pastor was there to back me up and pray. I watched through the years in this church how you have handled many difficult situations. I admire how you have stand strong and you push through storms without wavering. A quote that I have become fond of lately is, A smooth sea never made a skillful skillful sailor, but I respect the strong pastor that you are. And kindness is one of the greatest gifts that you can bestow upon another. If someone is in need, lend them a helping hand. Do not wait on a thank you. True kindness lies within the act of giving without the expectations of something in return. This, def- this definition describes Sister Shay. There's been many times she has showed my family kindness. And there's been many times where I'll be at K- uh, KCA and working with those kids sometimes. I need a lot of coffee, but um, I remember several times getting there and I'll be out of creamer or something and out of the blue, Sister Shay would just show up without me calling her or texting her and she goes, I was at Walmart and I saw this and thought of you and she'll bring it in with a smile or she'll call me with words of wisdom and encouragement for any difficult day. Um, I'm not much of a hugger or a mushy person as I say. But she'll give me a hug and um, tell me that I'm beautiful, or she's praying for me, and um, that's all that always blesses me, Sister Shay. And like Pastor, I love food. My favorite hobby is eating. I love to eat, and um, both of them are great cooks. When Pastor Fish and he invites me over, he makes sure he cooks plenty for me because I'm always going back for more and more and more. <laughs> and Sister Shay also. Just the other day, um, I celebrated my birthday, and all the thank yous. She just came through the door, and she made me cookies, and that made me feel so good because I know she took the time out to bake those cookies for me, and she does that for everyone. She makes you feel special no matter who you are, and I respect that, and I thank her for that. All the work that she does for us ladies when we go to women's conferences, all that planning, I know there's a lot of planning in it, but she takes the time out, and she cares for each and every one of us. And I thank her for that. But more important than anything, this family is a joy to be around. They are trustworthy and dependable and have been and are a blessing to my family. And I count it an honor tonight to be able to work with you guys for the Lord. And I want to thank you for everything that you do for my family. And I'm proud to call you my pastor and my first lady. I love you guys. I know.
10: Wow! You want a handshake? No way!
0: (laughs) Amen. At this time, Sister Becky Austin is coming, and she has a presentation that she would like to make.
11: What can you say about this family that has not been said? I think everybody here, um, at one time or another, has been through something in your life that this pastor and our first lady has been there for you. I know our family has faced several things in the past. We've only been here five and a half years, but uh, through that time, he stood by us through several difficult situations, and um, he didn't—they didn't know us from anybody when we walked through those doors. Just—he uh, had no idea he was getting an exhausted preacher and um, singer on his hands. But he was kind enough to let us sit, give us the time that we needed to heal, and um, then he let us—I guess just kind of turned us loose, and I appreciate him for that, appreciate Sister Shay. and Sister Shay, I've been on a platform since I was 14 years old, and I want to say to you, I have never had the privilege of working with anyone that followed the anointing more, or as well as you have done, and I know you've done it all your life, but it's just, it's a privilege to sing with you, to work with you, and to call you my first lady, and also especially my friend. I appreciate the friendship that you've showed me and my family. Appreciate everything that you guys have done for us. We love you very much. And we have a presentation for you. Um, This is, several ladies have helped me with this. This is a scrapbook from the past few years. Hang on to that. (laughs) I hope that you enjoy that as much as the activities in there show how much everybody's enjoyed having you as a pastor and pastor's wife. This is for you also. <laughs> so, we love you guys.
0: Amen. That's all right. Can we just show a, uh, our appreciation to the Sheerans one more time with a hand clap and of thanksgiving to God for putting the Sheerans, amen, and calling them to Kennett, Missouri. Amen. Hallelujah. And could we just kind of seal everything that's been said with an Amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite you to stand right now. Give you an opportunity to stretch your legs. And uh, this is not an intermission. This is a time for worship. How many knows these things just don't happen? It takes a lot of planning, a lot of time.
6: It's amazing what it does. I was healed instantly, as Brother Green said. (laughs)
3: things that I once knew, all oh, the memories, they're drawing me, Lord, I must confess, I've really been blessed,
4: been blessed.
3: but still my soul, it's not sad. But still I can feel You calling me Those simple things That I once knew Oh, the memories They're drawing me I must confess Lord, I have really been blessed oh, But still my soul, it's not satisfied Renew
4: my faith, restore my joy
10: privilege to have had the opportunity to grow up in this wonderful truth to be raised on the pews as they say and underneath underneath those pews what a blessing it was to spend those times growing up having no idea of the impact and the influence of The ministry that I was so privileged to be a part of. Born and raised there in my uncle's church. I just want to take this time to say again to my uncle, Pastor James Manning, that he has made this a very, very special weekend with his presence here. I honor and recognize my pastor, James Manning. I love you, Uncle Jim. And thank you so much for everything that you've said. And your presence here has been just so powerful to to. To touch the lives of, of those that are here through what you've done in my life. I'm so honored and blessed that you have been here this weekend. We're thrilled that everybody that is here tonight is here. We're especially delighted to have first-time visitors with us. Tim Duncan is here. Tim, so thankful that you're here. God bless you. Thank you for being in service with us at First United Pentecostal Church. Brenda Ward. Brenda, great to have you. God bless you. So thankful you're here tonight with Brother Chancey. And then Brother Doug Bird is here. Brother Bird, so thrilled to have you. God bless you here tonight with the Pursers. And the Pursers are just special people to me. I really appreciate and love them. They're a friend to this church, and we are so honored and blessed to have the Pursers here tonight. Brother Purser, would you just stand and give a real quick word for the Lord? I love you. I'm glad you're here with us tonight. That might have been the first time that Brother Purser has ever... Stayed that short. Good job. So thankful. That was awesome. That was awesome. Brother Marty Bryant is a dear friend of mine. He's North American Missions Director for this section. Just a treasured friend. And he has come to be a part of this service. And I'm blessed by that. He and his son. God bless you. Brother Bryant, stand and have a word for the Lord. God bless you. Amen. We're so glad that Brother Bryant and his son is here. And the Benthalls have driven all the way from Illinois to be with us here in Kennett. This young man and his wife are powerfully anointed people of God who are growing a revival church in Illinois. And I was privileged not long ago to go and to share with them in their 10-year anniversary celebration and... Uh, just just to see the things Jimmy Joe and Angie and Sydney were here today and just to see the powerful influence and impact that your ministry has had in the lives of Jimmy Joe and Angie and Sydney I know that it touches my heart but it thrills sister Shay to see the work of God that you're doing and it's because of these people here that Sister Shea's family is in the church today. And I thank God for a pastor like that. I mean, I could spend a lot of time and go back and tell all kinds of stories about the great friendship that Pastor Benthal and myself have. He's a treasured friend and a powerful man of God, and I thank him that he's here tonight. Stand and have a word for the Lord, Brother Steve. Amen. We're delighted to have you have everybody here there are many guests that are here tonight and I look out and see each of you and we're so blessed to have you it's great to have the bishops family here tonight Tim Shawnee thank you for being here tonight we're so thankful that you are here and uh, just wasn't too long ago you all were here in this sanctuary for a different type of setting it's the lady that you're sitting next to became the bishop's wife and I'll tell you what we are honored and blessed to have the bishop's wife as a part of her first anniversary services but certainly not her last we hope for many many more to come. We love and appreciate her so much. All of our friends that are here, we're so thankful that you are. I mentioned earlier today during our first service that my boss was here, and uh, Brother Steve Cannon and his wife Rita are wonderful, precious people. I became acquainted with them when I began to work in the Sunday School ministry and have worked with them for several years. And just recently at the General Conference a year ago, they elected Brother Steve Cannon as the General Sunday School director, and the perfect will of God was done. This man has been chosen to lead this organization and its children's ministry in Sunday school and is doing a... Tremendous outstanding incredible job His passion and fire for the kingdom Is noted and contagious And I'm honored to work with him I want him to come and greet this congregation God bless you brother Steve Cannon Come greet this congregation We're thrilled to
2: have you in Kenneth. Praise the Lord everybody Well I'm surprised They didn't call my name out We're the first time visitors also the only thing we've ever went to in Kennedy is the First United Pentecostal Church. It looks like the biggest thing growing in its place anyhow. Praise God. I certainly give honor to Bishop Magruder, and also we're certainly here to honor the great, great Team Sharon is what it's called, I believe. Amen. Thank you for the great work of Pastor Donnie Sharon and First Lady Sister Shay Sharon and the Sweet Tea Girls. That's sweet Tess, sweet Emma, and sweet Abby. It's a great joy to be here with you, and we greet you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. And I was wondering how in the world could anybody say anything else about the Sharons. You know, sometimes uh, in an environment like this, I've been a pastor for 23 years, and you feel a little uncomfortable when everybody talks about you. But it is very scriptural what you're doing here because in Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, the Bible says that a three-fold cord is not easily broken. Matter of fact, that three-fold cord can get you out of here. That three-fold cord is that you got to have God, you got to have a pastor, and you got to have a church. And if you hook all three of those together, some great, great things can happen in uh, your lives. It's been a great joy to visit with you. We were not supposed to be here, and we did write a letter, and everything I said in the letter is true. And uh, we give honor to the Sharon family, what great uh, friends they have been, and what a great job they're doing in the Missouri District. We love them very, very much. At the last uh, Junior Bible Quiz meet that we had, um, uh, the girls adopted us as Mama and Papa. So we already have seven grandchildren of our own, and so with your three, that makes it even ten. So now I got ten on the 10th anniversary, and today is actually the 10th day of February. So... It's a great, great joy to be here with you, amen, and to worship with you, and what a great spirit we felt. Thank you, Brother Clark, for the great word of the Lord amen. today, amen. I'm so privileged to set by Brother Manning and just uh, to visit with him and to be here with you and to hear your testimonies about your pastor. The Bible actually tells us, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, because you have love one for another. It is very, very important. I'd like to say from the national level how much we deeply appreciate the Sharon's uh, contribution to the General Sunday School Division. When I was elected, I told uh, Brother Donnie Sharon, I said, Listen, uh, you are officially our promotional director, but I want to tell you your guidelines. Your guidelines are these. I want you to make sure we have good food, and I don't care what it costs. Just make sure the food is good. And you know what? He's made a 100 a whole year. He's worked a whole year with me. And uh, every time we go out to eat, he serves good food. And I know he likes good food. And uh, I think the last time he was in St. Louis, I, I believe your drummer was having a, uh, some kind of situation there at the hospital. And I was keeping him eating. We, we were talking, carrying on. But I feel a great spirit here tonight. And I feel, as it's already said, this is your time to grow and to let God do some great things. Amen. You know, the Bible says train up a child in the way you, they should go. And when they get old, they won't depart. I want to say that the job of a pastor is is not an easy job, but thank you for honoring the Sharons and all that you have done. But uh, through the good times and the bad times, it is really, this is God's kingdom and he's here to help you out. I heard a story, I don't know if he's even told this story, I sent him an email not long ago about a shepherd that was over in Scotland that he went out in the field almost every day and his daughter loved going with him, spending time with him and she just loved to hear him call the sheep. That was that was the joy that she had in her life. She loved that. Well, she grew up and she went off to college, went into some of the major cities of Scotland. It wasn't long until she got involved with the wrong crowd, got involved with the wrong group. And before long, ladies and gentlemen, she was out in the world long, long ways from God. Actually, somebody saw her there and told her father, she's in the city. So he went to the city and looked for her as much as he could But he couldn't find her. And on the way out of the city, he decided, I'll tell you what I will do. Uh, I'm sorry and I'm saddened that I cannot find my daughter. I don't know what else I can do. But he remembered how much she enjoyed him calling for the sheep. And so the shepherd decided, I'm going back in that city and I'm going to call the sheep in the city. He went in the city and he started calling for the sheep. And when he did... Neighbors came out and said, what's wrong with you, sir? You're in a metropolitan area. Stop calling sheep here. But he kept calling the sheep. He went down through the slums. He went down through the rough areas. He went down every place he could find calling sheep. Everybody was saying, you're a crazy old man. Get out of town. And they tried to run him out. But somewhere in the darkness of the night, he kept calling for sheep. And one little lady heard his voice. What is that? That's somebody calling sheep. And she recognized it wasn't just somebody calling sheep, it was her father. She broke out of her darkness, she broke out of her sin, and she ran and embraced her dad in the street. And her dad carried her back home and brought her back to sanity and and holiness and a life of purity once again. I'm going to tell you what, there's nobody like a shepherd. A shepherd will watch over you and you may say, well, I'm, I'm getting out of this thing. I don't care if I ever come back again. But when you hear that shepherd's voice, you'll know he loves me. And he'll do anything he can to reach me. Hey, I say, let's let Kenneth have revival. You're doing the right thing. Honor the man of God and say, we're going to be the Aaron and the Her in your life. Somebody say amen. I actually preached a sermon one time. I think I did it at junior Bible quizzing. Thank God for a man named Her. Everybody looked at me kind of funny, but guess what? There was an Aaron and there was a Her that held up the hands of the man of God, and they won the battle. I want to challenge you today, Kenneth, if you'll hold up the man of God's hand and the first lady's hand, I'm going to tell you what, you can have revival. Praise God. It's a great joy to be here with you. I've enjoyed everything. Thank you for letting us be here. God bless you in Jesus' name.
10: Thank you, Brother Dan. I love you. appreciate that. Thank you, Lord thank you thank you we're thrilled that the canons are here there have been many letters and cards and correspondence that have been sent and we're grateful for that among that there has also been uh, several nice plants and flowers and we recognize the Sueys for sending uh, something as well as brother manning and his church Brother Carr and his church, Section 4, and all the ministers of Section 4. Also, Brother Graham and Brother Williford and the ministers of this district have sent a plant, as well as Brother Jones and Brother Bernard and the United Pentecostal Church International. And we are so blessed by those people seeing the significance of this celebration. We're honored by that. All of this would not be possible were it not for one man that sits in this congregation. He had the vision to find someone... That was laboring in the field I'd had the privilege of working in the district And still do And I'm honored to have that opportunity And one of the many responsibilities That I had in the district Was to be the water boy at camp meeting I still have that distinction I'm the water boy at camp meeting I still make certain that all the ministers Have the water there on the platform And try to serve the platform as best I can Among one of the great honors Of having that opportunity Was when this group called the Magruder's Would come to Camp meeting. Anybody ever heard of the Magruder's? Just so you know, Kennett's not the only place that's heard of the Magruder's. They are world-renowned. And I can remember every time that the Magruder's would come to camp meeting, there was just a special touch of anointing that was upon them. I can remember being back. I had a backstage pass. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, I was like a groupie. I was back there, and I could see the Magruders back there. And when they would come out, there was just this powerful touch of anointing. And I think that I mentioned today that there was someone that was missing here, and I mentioned that my father, I wish how badly that he could be here. I think we would be amiss in this celebration, not to mention the fact that we miss greatly Sister Priscilla Magruder. We honor and love and respect her memory, and I say thank God for Sister Priscilla Magruder. I remember Sister Priscilla and Brother Carol Magruder coming and ministering and the wonder of seeing how that God would just use them in a tremendous fashion. And then I remember the call that I got that day and Bishop invited us, my wife and I, to come to Kennet. We were thrilled at that opportunity. Then when we came, there was such a connection. And then, Bishop, I can remember the night that my wife and I, your wife and yourself sat in your home. You all just poured your heart out to us. We poured our hearts out to you, and there was a special connectivity. That connectivity has never left. This man is a spiritual mentor in my life whom I love dearly, and it's because of Carol Magruder that the Sheerans are in Kennet today, and I owe a great debt of gratitude to this man. I love and appreciate so much our bishop, Carol Magruder. He's coming at this time. God bless you.
12: Pastor Sharon, thank you for those uh, weighty words. I do not take them lightly, nor in any shape or semblance for granted. I said to Brother Thompson a little while ago, can, can I share the private statement that I said to you? I think the greatest tragedy of our day, the greatest tragedy of our day, are successful men who do not create successors. And probably right next to that is the reality that you'll be hamstrung and you won't be able to achieve nearly what you would have if you have to follow a man with small dreams. One of the greatest things that can happen to you is to follow a dreamer that dreams so big that he couldn't reach his dreams. Small dreams choke off sustainable revival. And that's what we're about. Now, it's my privilege to speak about the Sharonss. Ten years uh, condensed to a few paragraphs. That's tough for me. I love verbose. I guess I'm intoxicated on the sound of my own voice. <laughs> but if I were to condense into a few paragraphs the Sharons, Pastor Donald and First Lady Shay Sharon, I would have to do it differently from anything that's been said here. And I'm uneasy about this. Because I think what characterizes you best is what we did not get when the Sharons came to Kennet. We did not get short-sighted commitment. We did not get bitter, resentful, Evangelists with a bad testimony of the evangelistic field. We did not get a call from Van Buren or Donathan or St. Louis saying, You better watch those young people. They're long on talent, but they're short on vision. Instead, from each of the places they were employed in ministries of helps, and from countless pastors that had hosted them in special meetings. And I still today get them from a whole host of comrades that talk about the dynamics, the vision, the power of input, the feeling that they get when they're with the Sharons of how important the kingdom is. We could pull one little piece of one little verse out and it could be the epitome of what we got and what's missing in so many relationships of this sort. We got a thy kingdom come, thy will be done mentality. We did not get a me first team. We got a serving subservient. We did not get a broken relationship. Can I repeat that? What we did not get when we got Pastor and Sister Sharon is we did not get a minister and wife with a broken relationship. I thank God this church got a pastoral leadership couple that love each other. All you have to do is be around them a little while and you can understand that Sister Shea is blindly. That's a play on your glasses tonight. <laughs> blindly in love with Pastor Sharon. And the only one more blindly in love than she is is him. He's blindly in love with. We did not get A shaky marriage. I'll tell you something else we did not get when the Sharons came here. We did not get someone who loosely understood what he believed. Does that mean all of you have always agreed with everything he says? Certainly not. As perfect as I am, there have been times you've disagreed with me too. And that's your privilege. But we have a man and we have a woman who are not soon shaken in faith. Now I want to tell you something about the little five foot tall girl that sits at the piano and sings. God walks and talks through the halls of her home and through the rooms of her heart. There have been times that she's come to me and said, Bishop, I don't want to talk about or to anyone else, but God woke me up. And he spoke, and she's been right on target. There have been times I've come from counsel with particular individuals about things that I've not spoken to anyone, not even yet to the Lord. And she'd say, God woke me up so many nights ago and said, pray for such and such. They were going through so and so. And I've scratched my head and thought, why didn't you do that counseling that i just come out of? And I could have been at the coffee shop. What we did not get when the Sherons came is someone looking for a stepping stone to another job or a higher office or a bigger church. What we got when the Sherons came was pastors committed to the long haul. Committed to the real truth a feeling of obligation to the kingdom of God, and a desire to see thy kingdom come to Kenneth. Thy will be done in Kenneth as it is in heaven. And it causes a Wednesday night service. Oh my, I wish you could be with us on Wednesday nights. Something else we did not get is a preacher that vents and foams and rants on Wednesday night about what's wrong in other churches and what's lacking in other ministries. But I tell you what he'll do here on a Wednesday night. He'll jump on the altar and leave skid marks off of the soles of his shoes for the Mastersons to, to work with and get up. He'll jump on the furniture. He'll run in the aisles and talk about if you want to be blessed, here's how to be blessed. If you want to be prospered, Here's how to be prospered. If you want God to move in your life. And many, many churches did not get that in a pastor. Thank God for Pastor Donald and Sister Shay Sharon. Now then, I'm out of uh, schedule. And I'm in trouble when I say this. I don't want pans. I don't want ushers. Because if I had that, I would be accused of receiving an offering. And uh my wife, bless her spirit and bless her soul, several days ago turned an offering in at the office for Brother and Sister Sharon for this service. And I promised to match that offering. I will do so tonight. And I don't know what you could give to the Sharons after ten years. I don't know, maybe... They have no value in your life, in your home, in your heart. And if so, then I wouldn't ask you to share. But this is something that I'd like for you just to come and lay an offering on the altar, not in a pan. Lay it on the altar and say, I'm going to sow this into the life of my friend, my pastor, my comrade. Come right now while I'm talking. And if you happen to have your husband's billfold in your purse, tell him the bishop gave you the uh, the uh, permission to get back there behind his driver's license and get that money where it's hid. And if your wife carries the uh, money in your household, then uh, borrow it from her. Promise to pay it back, but don't tell her When? And just bring this and sew it into the ministry. Just sew it into the ministry. You will receive a blessing in return for what you give as unto the Lord. What we did not get when the Sharon's came is someone who every anniversary says, make sure you receive an offering. For me I have never been told, asked, or authorized To receive the first thing at Christmas Birthdays, anniversaries Or church anniversaries For the Sharons They have been sacrificial in every respect And for that we love you And we thank you God bless you Now, they're still coming Go ahead and come you can start again. If you want a second round, if, it's like a smorgasbord. You can come back as many times as you like. Just don't take any out. Put more in. We love good food. We love good buffets. Got you, didn't I? Got you, didn't I? Praise God. I'd have never got permission to do this if I asked to do it. But it's a lot easier to get forgiveness than it is to get permission. Amen. I love the Sharons. God bless them in Jesus' name.
4: Ah. Ah.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Will you drink one cup of coffee?
10: Wow. First of all, Bishop. You're acting like a grandpa now. (laughs) How many of you have parents that let their grandkids do uh, what they never let their kids do? There's grandpa right there. We love our bishop, don't we? I love Bishop Magruder. So happy for he and Sister Sharon. Thank God there's been just a great feel this whole weekend. I'd like to give this opportunity to my wife to come and to respond to this wonderful weekend. We are so blessed to call you the church that we are privileged to pastor. We love you.
6: I wanted to be funny. First of all, I have to give honor where honors due for the Magruder. I love you. When we first walked into these doors, um, I remember when you called my husband, and we kind of put everything on hold to come. You really wanted us to come right away, and I remember I said this morning that there were ladies praying up here, and I remember sitting on the piano, and I never knew you all from, I saw you from a distance, and I've said this a thousand times, I would play at youth convention, and when you all would come, I would almost crumble from intimidation, and Oh, I would get physically ill. Brother Manny knows I, I struggled with that for so for so long. But I would be sitting there, and, you know, Sister Magruder in that deep voice would walk by and just say, Hello, darling. And I would just be like, Oh, you know. And I would secretly pray when you all sang that it would just all erupt, and I'd never have to get back on the keyboard that night again. But I remember... Um, Sitting on the piano And Sister Magruder looked at me And I i really hadn't even talked to her And she said I've been praying For someone to come That was musical You're it And I'm like I'm on the piano I'm like Okay God What are we doing here We're evangelizing I don't know what's going on And I remember being fearful Because I didn't know what God held for us And for We just had tests And well, something happened after we got here. Miraculously, I had Emma and Abby. It was, it's in the water in Kennedy, I guess. But God knew what He was doing because He knew what I needed, that things I had struggled with for so many years. He placed me here. And I'm not taken away from the church or anything, but personally, He placed me here to be with you and with Sister Priscilla Magruder. And I'm ever thankful for that. You became Papa Gruder to test. She couldn't say Magruder. So you were Papa Gruder, and they just all called you that. I think they still do. They know how to talk now, but I don't know why they don't call you Magruder. But I just want to say thank you. And 10 years later, I'm very thankful that you're still here with us. And you have given a calming presence in my life. I remember when he got very sick that day. And I was so upset and nervous. I'd never seen him like this. And I remember you calling saying, is he any better? And I said, no. And you said, well, I'm going to come. And I remember instantly feeling this relief. You know, it was like a father coming over. So I just want to say thank you for all that you've done for me and him and my kids. And um, I'm ever grateful for that. Thank you so much. And thank you for the kind words. It's Believe it or not, it is not comfortable. I, I sit over there and my hands are clenching and I'm just nervous. And what are they going to say? And, but I am thankful for everything this church has done for us this weekend. No one knows what's everybody's been involved, but I'm telling you, there's been a crew of people behind the scenes that have done major, major work. And I cannot begin to call names because I will forget people, but you know, who I'm talking to sitting here. I will call one because she was a mastermind behind something. Sister Laura knew a desire of mine four years ago, and she made it happen. And it I don't know how many hours she spent and had many people helping. Brother Austin got a crew of people together to clean and to do, just to do amazing things. Only heaven will know what you guys have put into this church, the hours that have been spent to make this church look amazing. That banquet last night was unbelievable. Sister Martha Anderson came up to me and said, I've just been thinking how worn out you must really be. And I looked right at her and I said, Sister Martha, this week I haven't really had to do anything. The church people have done everything. I've been able to sit back and enjoy it. And it was awesome. So thank you so much for all that you've done. Thank you for taking these two... We were younger then. I look back at pictures and I'm like, "Oh dear God, we've aged in the last ten year." Well, I've aged. We've never were pastors, and I, I must say we've been broken, kind of good around here. Some things have weathered us. And today, there's an old, old song, and I don't want to be the only one singing it. But I think about Ken at UPC. And an old, old song from when I was a little girl came to mind. And this is how I feel about you. And I know Brother Ray can at least chime in and sing with me. Don't leave me hanging, Brother Ray. Sometimes we laugh together. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes we share together heartaches and sighs. Sometimes we dream together of how we Thank you for being my family and for believing in me and my husband. I wouldn't want to be on this journey with anybody else. I respect you and thank you for being my pastor as well.
10: Awesome. No one loves Sister Shay more than I do. So thankful. I want to say to this church, thank you. I'm honored. And humbled at the manner in which that you have bestowed honor upon us my wife my family I'm so thankful for my family I'm blessed God has given me exceeding abundantly above all that I could ask or think I'm honored by that family and right next to them is this family this church family is amazing everything that my wife said I echo I could not think of a higher honor Bishop had mentioned Maybe a bigger church, a different place. I don't want to go anywhere. I hope that next ten years, I'm. I I told Brother Johnson in the office today, Bishop. I'm looking forward to becoming the grandpa, and you being the great grandpa. I'm looking to that, and I can't think of a better place to be the grandpa than Kenneth First United Pentecostal Church. I love this church, and I thank you for all that you are. <laughs> If you keep doing what you did while ago, I'm going to take you out. (laughs) Let's all stand. I'm going to tell you something that I've observed about this church over the course of the last 10 years, is that this church, whenever there is an opportunity to invest in the ministry, you have. That's been demonstrated over and over and over and over and over again. Friday night, you demonstrated that in such a tremendous fashion. I can't put into words how amazed I was at how you demonstrated that last night at the banquet. This morning was no different, and tonight will not be any different. We're going to invest in the ministry of a man of God that has come to this place. I told Brother Clark, I've got to get you back. when." Amen.
12: And there's no place I'd rather be than in the presence of God on a Sunday night with a man who traded the halls of justice in terms of law and legality for the equity and justice of the kingdom of God in the ministry. Why would anyone stoop to being a lawyer when they could know the great lawgiver and share his word on a regular basis with people like you and I? He's apostolic thoroughly. He's Pentecostal to the core. He's blessed and anointed with an understanding of the Word and a revelation of who Jesus is and what the end time brings. Are you ready to receive the Word of God tonight from Brother Keith Clark and the Lord? If you are, clap your hands unto the Lord and receive the apostolic ministry of this greatness.
13: Let's keep clapping to the Lord. Would that be all right in order? I think it would. Everybody put your hands together again. Come on, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, just a little longer. Amen. 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 Come on, I came out of a faith that said, you don't make noise. You don't clap your hands. You don't worship outwardly. And I'm glad I'm in a church that we love to yes. praise God. Come on, we
4: love to
1: praise God.
13: Well, one of my dreams was one day to get to go to Kent, Missouri and preach. And that's the truth. And and I, I am so honored to get to come here. I hope you people know what you got. I hope you understand that. Don't you appreciate what God is doing for you and in your midst? Man, you have a tremendous history, great foundation, tremendous work. And all of it screams out, we want more. We want more. We want more. How many want revival to shake your community and your home and your life? This is a day for things to change. And I I came... I came with the message that I wanted to preach but after considerable prayer uh, today the Lord turned it and I said, well my God it's the 10th anniversary and he said, no, something's going down tonight he said, something's going down tonight and it sure ain't me nor my church I said, well I know who's going down tonight amen, the power of hell come on, things that have hold on and hung on and dug in you ready to see God do some great things? Come on, come on. Something going down tonight. We're going up. And the kingdom of hell is going down. Somebody shout amen. I love you, pastor. And, uh, we, we, it's been a, a distance in the type of relationship we had. Now I've got to get up real close. And, uh, I turned to Brother Manny and I said, he's good. He's very good and and I, I and then I said it's because he's real he's real she's real they're very real people. I love being around real people and, I, and I'm gonna tell you folks you you, you just you know how the blessed you are amen and the next thing came to mind he's a natural it's just no strain to it and because what you are inside comes out. You're a natural. You're not, you're not having to fake anything. Aren't you glad you have a man of God and a woman of God like this that you know is your shepherd and shepherdess? Isn't God good to you? Come on, isn't God good to you? Amen. Praise God. And uh, ten wonderful years. Ten more to come and then ten more after that and ten more after that. Till Jesus comes. Somebody shout amen. Can you say praise God? God. I would like, if you would please, to turn to the the book of Exodus. I'm reading from the 11th chapter. Exodus, the 11th chapter. Fourth verse. Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that setteth upon his throne. Even unto the firstborn of the maid servant that is behind the mill. And all the firstborn of beast. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt. Such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. But against... Any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And all these thy servants shall come down unto me, and shall bow down themselves unto me. See, get thee out, and all the people that follow thee. And after that, I will go out. Now, here is the critical moment. Until you come to this place, things stay the same. But when you have had enough, it's not just the talk, but it's the walk. That this year is going to be different than any other year that I've ever lived. And until you come to this place that I'm about to read and nothing going to change. you just going to keep putting up with the same old, same old. And muddling through life. And letting the devil ravage your home. Come on. Ravage your body. Ravage your finances. Tear your world apart. Something going down tonight, folks. You hear me. But you got to come to this place. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. You can anger and sin not. There just comes a time that you've got to say enough is enough. Things are about to change all around me. And, and I'm telling you, I feel a little pushback because you're saying, I've tried it before and things are still getting worse. No, I'm telling you something going down tonight. God is ready to do something on this 10th anniversary. Whoa! I wish somebody talked back to me. I like it when the pew talks back to me. I wish somebody would talk back to me here tonight. Seventh verse. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue. Against man or beast, that ye may know how, that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. I I don't know if I can even get into it in the message, get into that part of it. But he knew, Pharaoh knew what God was saying to him through Moses. See, this Pharaoh Ramses, according to history, and I'll bring out that part of it, he was the dog man. And when you find out what this guy did and how he fought, he was an evil, corrupt Pharaoh. But God, it had enough. Thank God for the blood. I said, "Thank God for the blood." I said, "Not a dog shall move his tongue." It has two re- two meanings. I'll bring that out. Now, I'd like for you to go, please, to Joshua. Joshua the tenth chapter. Joshua the tenth chapter and the twentieth verse. Oh, I don't know if y'all ready for this tonight, but I am. God is. I said, I'm not sure if y'all ready for this tonight. Can, can, can we see God do something on our 10th anniversary night? Talk back to me in the back. Here in the middle. I said, can we see God do something here on a 10th anniversary night? Alright, you're ready. 20th verse came to pass when Joshua, children of Israel, made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter they were consumed, everybody say consumed, that the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities and all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makedah in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Now folks I've learned about how to have church. I've learned how to have victory. I've learned how to overcome You sit there and listen to the devil long enough He'll shut you up and set you down But when you tell him It's a new day It's a game changer Come on Either he talks or you talk And when you've had enough of listening to his trash Then you open up your mouth And say it's my time My time Got chills all over me right now. It's my time. Come on. You get quiet. You're acquiescent to the devil. Say it. I'm quiet. You take over. But when you take over. My God. Now the word shut up is not allowed in our house. You cannot use that word shut up. Those are fighting words. And you get close but you can't use shut up. And if you do, you must immediately apologize and say, you're sorry. That's how it goes in our house. But in this house, I'm giving you permission to tell the devil, shut up. Turn and look at somebody and say, we got permission tonight to say, shut up, devil. Oh, y'all can do better than that. Holler across the aisle at somebody and say, You got a right tonight. Come on. Y'all ready to have church up in here? Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all a little quiet on me. I know better than this. Come on. Come on. I know it's been a long service, but it was good and it was right. I ain't a long preacher. You know that now. Let's have church in here. Come on, how many go preach with me tonight? I want to see somebody get healed. I want somebody to get the Holy Ghost. That's what this is all about. It's about God, isn't it? Uh, God, the Lord, is in this place. And I will say this before we pray. Thank you, church. You are a wonderful, wonderful people. I've heard so much good about you through the years. And I mean that. And the half wasn't told me. I am extremely honored to be here on your 10th anniversary. And God is my witness. You're a great bunch of people and you love God and you love the bishop and you love your pastor. Amen. God's good, isn't he? Thank you for being so good and backing me up and preaching. Do it again tonight because I am blessed to be here. Can you shout amen? Reach over and lay a hand on the shoulder if it's appropriate. Plead the blood Is our pastor praise over all of us. Pray for one another, church
10: your word will go forth tonight God we know it's anointed the man of God is anointed we're going to receive it respond to it and great things are going to happen we know that the devil and his kingdom are going down we know that your kingdom is going to prosper and we will be lifted up through your word somebody praise him now come on and praise him church
13: now come on praise him with all your might will you do that Come on, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Come on, magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated in Jesus' name. In the tides of the time of history, the high and the low, in God dealing with the world and with his people, this was one of the low moments. This was the low tide. God's people were in a very distressed time. And Pharaoh felt his weedies, so to speak. And he felt he could do anything he wanted to do. And I'm watching pompous flesh today walk across the stage of life. Thinking, I'll do anything I want to do. And shaking their fist in the face of God. But I'm going to remind every one of those spirits and personalities. You better go back to the book. i got a God that rules and reigns in the affairs of mankind. Somebody shout amen. And so the Bible said God's people began to cry unto the Lord for a deliverer. And God rose up and deliverer by the name of Moses. You remember the story well. Walking down the backside, a man of the desert, alone with the sheep, suddenly looked up and saw a burning bush. Heard the voice speak to him, Turn aside. And he did and took his shoes off, and there received a mission that he thought impossible. But God said, I'm sending you down to help deliver my people. And I'm going to give you a sign because you feel that you can accomplish this. He said, take your staff and throw it down. And when he did, it turned into a serpent. Amen. And when that 80-year-old man saw that snake, he took off a running. He ran as far as he thought he could get away and not be bit by that snake. He was afraid of God's sign of deliverance. But I'm going to tell you something. God said, go back. Don't be afraid of the sign that I give of deliverance. Go back and pick it up. It's not going to harm you. You know, many times I watch people in an apostolic service as we shout and dance and worship. Some of them absolutely overcome with fear. And they watch us speak in other tongues And they say I can't get that And I don't want that But I'm going to tell you something You don't have to be afraid of God's sign Come on somebody I said you don't have to be afraid of God's sign Do you remember the first time You heard about speaking in tongues A man said that can't happen And it can't happen to me But I'm going to tell you When God gets ready to deliver You don't run from it You run to it Oh, somebody shout with me here tonight. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for revival in my life. Come on, in my home. And I'm not running in fear. I'm running to it in faith. Somebody shout amen. And so the Bible lets us know in the Hebrew. I've studied this out and it is true. Amen. The Hebrew for this word serpent means a normal serpent. Amen. But God spoke to him and said, There's coming the time when your brother. Aaron will be with you when you face Pharaoh. And he said he's going to throw down his rod. And it's going to turn into a serpent. Amen. The Hebrew there is not just a normal serpent. It means a large land monster. I've learned this about God. Start right where you are. With the small steps that you have. And I don't care how big the devil gets. God's going to have the power. He's going to have the word. I'm talking to some people right here, right now. That have sat down on God. And this is a call to get up again. God's going to give you the power to match what you're going through. Come on. If you're not in the church, I've heard people say, I'd get in, but y'all got trouble. Yeah, we got trouble and trials, but we have the power of God. Come on. We have the power of God to meet the darkest hour in our life. My God, somebody ought to preach with me here tonight. I want you to know you use this faith. It's going to grow when you meet the power of hell. And so the Bible lets us know that it began to unfold. And I must be honest here tonight and tell you the truth that when the magicians in Pharaoh's court threw down their rods, it was the exact Hebrew word that matched Aaron's rod, a large land monster. But you remember the story well, don't you? Because of that one serpent, it went around swallowing up all of the serpents of the magicians. And I feel here tonight a consuming and a destroying. Come on And a swallowing up Of spirits That have fought this area For so many decades That award Against this church On this 10th anniversary I'm bringing to you A clarion sound From heaven on high And if you'll receive it It's from God The greatest revivals You have ever known Are here right now The greatest day You have ever experienced Is here right now I'm sick of the devil say it. your best days are behind you he's a liar come on he's the father of all liars somebody ought to rise up in the holy ghost and say i claim it i claim it come on i claim it you got to get mad you got to get angry you got to have had enough you get a mom and daddy upset about the devil taking their children Something gonna change. Come on now. You get somebody sick in their body long enough, something gonna change. You get somebody tired of being poor and no finances breaking for them, something gonna change. But it ain't never gonna change till you've had enough and you tell the danger, tell the devil, I'm mad now. Now you got me mad. I'm angry now. Come on, somebody. My God, I'm telling you, if I gotta come down there among you, I'll do it. But I feel a devil rebuking spirit in this building here tonight. Come on. I feel a of the Holy Ghost, and God's got to have somebody say, Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's have what God has for us. I'm too old. You're never too old. You'll never get too old to whip the devil and to tell him, shut up. I've had enough of your trash. I'm I'm, you know what. I I don't want to speak out of turn here but you know what, we need a God smack here tonight, smacking the devil down, we need a bunch of saints rise up and say, I'm ready I'm ready, I'm ready we need some backsliders saying I'm tired of the devil having his way in my life I'm ready, I'm ready for the change, but it's got to start right here, it's got to start right with you it's got to start with me somebody got to rise up and say I've been to a burning bush I've seen the sign of God. Things are changing. Things are changing. Amen. And so the scripture lets us know that nine plagues came. It only made the devil and Pharaoh matter. But God said, I got something. I got something that works. It'll never fail. It's the blood. Oh, God have mercy. You know, I talked to old timers, and they and I, I, I asked them what was some of the keys of your power of prayer. They said we'd wake up in the morning pleading the blood. At noon we'd be pleading the blood. When we lay down at night we'd be pleading the blood. We prayed the blood. We lived the blood. I think the church needs to come back to that again and understand there's something about the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, it know, it'll defeat. Eat the devil and it will set you free Come on It will ravage hell my God And it will bless your soul They ought to come back All the young people All the saints Are to wake up in the morning Saying the blood The blood The blood On my home On my life The blood of Jesus Is the most powerful form. So the blood it's amazing. I, I, I've studied this. Historians and theologians said probably it was at least 100,000 sheep that died that day, that shed their blood to go on the doorpost of all of God's people. 100,000. But tonight in this building, one Lamb of God. Slain before the foundation of the world. One called Jesus. One drop of Emmanuel's veins. It don't take a hundred thousand sheep in this building. It just takes one lamb. A man who shed his blood. Honey, if that don't make you praise, then you lost your praise. If that don't make you open your mouth. Are you hearing me? It's time for the church to open its mouth. Speak the word. Come on, praise. If you don't, you're telling the devil Here, you have the floor Not me I'm going to clap my hands I'm going to open my mouth I'm going to shout unto God Come on, help me now I'm going to praise Him (laughs) Sit there if you want to But I'm telling the devil You shut up You sit out It's my time I said, it's my time. (laughs) I'm preaching tonight on this thought of silence and the dogs of war. Silence and the dogs of war. When he came in and stood before Pharaoh at that midnight, drawing midnight hour, he said, I'm going to take something. It's a game changer. We got the blood. And there's going to be a cry in Egypt. It's shifting from us crying to you crying. It's shifting from us grieving to you grieving. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There comes a time in your relationship with God, and your hunger for the things of God, that there's a shifting, and the devil knows it. He can feel it. It's how you walk. It's how you talk. It's the look in your eye. It's how you open your mouth and speak the name of Jesus. That he understands something has happened to her. Something's going on in his life. I hate a bully. My dad told me the only way to handle a bully is just when he walks up, hit him. Hit him as hard as you can hit him. And when he's down, keep jump on him. Because that's what he'll do to you. My God, some of us have been cowered into a corner, and we're so afraid to even let our heads stick out and sunlight come out in our life. I feel something going on in this building tonight, something going down, something going down, something's going up. There's a change in this place. Honey, I'm telling you. This church will get a hold Of what I'm preaching right now I'm telling you 2013 Is going to be a breakout Come on Is that all you can do I said it's going to be a breakout Something's going to happen Clap your hands Do something different here Clap your hands and say Shut up devil Shut up devil Hallelujah. You may be seated. Now, what he did, he began to talk to Pharaoh. And there were several things that were being set in order. He said, I'm going to tell you something. My people, God's people, are coming out at midnight. And ain't one of your dogs going to move his tongue against any of us when we make our walk out of here. Folks, let me tell you something about dogs. They bark. And they'll bark at anything. I know I got a little poo. And all it needs to hear is a little sound outside. Yeah, I got a poo. I know that. I understand. But uh, they're not quite what I thought they were. But he uh, could hear something outside. And it ain't going to stop till I open that door. That little old thing ain't no more than six pounds. But he thinks he's a 600 pound gorilla. And when he comes out that door, I, God help anything that lives in that backyard. Because he's going to go after it like a crazy maniac. My God have mercy. If this church would realize who you are and what you got. If somebody in here under the sound of my voice can understand the power of God Almighty. Come on. I'm tired of living in fear. I don't know about you. I'm tired. Come on. I'm tired of getting beat down. I don't know about you. But I'm ready to enter into the dimension of faith. Live Live In that breath, come on, live in that realm. Y'all watched the dog one day. I looked down the road there, Bishop, and there's a piece of paper flopping in the wind. And I saw that dog lock in and I said, No, he ain't gonna bark at that, surely not. And, and that piece of paper come flopping by him, he went crazy behind that, that fence. Amen. This little, little small iron fence, he could see it. And when it we went by him, he went nuts barking at it. Amen. I said, that's one stupid dog right there. Amen. But that's what they're made to do. And I'm going to tell you something. The devil is the devil. And he's going to be the devil in your life till you had enough of it and you tell him this is a new day you ain't pulling your chain come on you ain't pulling your chain uh uh-uh. uh it's a new day so you sit down you shut up because I'm walking out I'm coming to victory I'm leaving this behind I'm being delivered come on somebody you gotta open up your mouth come on faith is mighty even in thy mouth You gotta speak it. You gotta say it. You You know, I thank God it ain't many in here. But I'm looking at some defeated attitudes. They're saying, I ain't gonna try no more. Let somebody else do it. As long as there's breath in my body, the devil knows he'll kick, he'll fight. He ain't putting up with it. I'm going to tell you, folks, you got to get that kind of tenacity down inside of your spirit. I don't care what comes against you and what happens. you got to make up your mind, I'm going to knock this bully down and stomp him into a mud puddle. If I don't, that's what he's going to do to me. I'm going to tell you something. Some of y'all think I'm missing it right now. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not missing it. I'm right on target. I put too much prayer behind this. Amen. I feel exactly what I'm saying. There's some people in here going to see a change in 2013. And the devil's going to see it. And know something has happened. Some young person. Some saint. Some man. Some woman. Some backslider. Somebody's got to rise up and look in the face of the devil and say, I'm mad. I'm angry. And I've had enough of it. You see this Pharaoh Ramses. And there's a dispute over who the Pharaoh was, but most theologians have locked in as Ramses. Ramses raised mastiffs. They were killers. This is history, it's true. I studied it. Even Shakespeare wrote about it in one of his soliloquies. He wrote about this very Pharaoh and what he did with those dogs. It's true. And what he would do, he would train them up to be killers. And they would take them to war. And they would wrap him in spikes. And that's why Pharaoh died in the Red Sea. Because he was always there to be the one to control the dogs for the war. He would stand there in the battle and watch the flow of the battle. Win and lose it. Win and lose it. And when he felt the moment was right, this is exactly what history says he would do. The handlers up and down the field of battle would wait for the word word from Pharaoh. And when he felt it was right, he would say, cause havoc. Let's slip the dogs of war. And my God, the enemy had to fight with the eye level of the soldier in front of them and feel something under them tearing them to pieces. It wasn't fair. It put fear on them. Those dogs would go through the enemy, tearing their flesh, ripping them up with their mouths and with the spikes. And it would bring such fear, they would be defeated. But oh, God said, by the blood of the Lamb, dog man, it's over over for you. It is settled. I'm putting a difference between my people and your people. Come on, somebody. There is a difference when God can shut the mouth of hell because somebody is bleeding the blood. Come on, the blood. The precious blood. When this was said, there was an old Meaning to this. I studied this out. When it said not one dog shall move his tongue. What that saying meant was. You are fixing to get a beating. That you ain't going to get up from. That's going to so devastate you. That it's going to paralyze you. My God, have mercy. I'm telling you folks, he knew what Moses was saying to him through the word of the Most High God. Wouldn't you like for the confusion to get out of your life and out of your home? Come on. I know some of you are not saying amen, but you know it's been happening. I'm so confused. I don't know which way to go. I don't know what to do. I feel like throwing up my hands. Come on. Somebody help me. I feel like I can't take anymore. Wouldn't you like that to get off of you and get on the devil? (laughs) Come on. Wouldn't you like to see the devil running in circles, afraid, full of fear, confused? I don't know what to do with her anymore. She don't take it off of me. I don't know how to handle him anymore. He's got faith like I've never seen him. I hit him, they get back up and hit me harder. I ain't acting like I'm somebody great. I'm preaching in survival. I've been through enough hell. In one lifetime, you do not know my life and what I have seen and what I have felt. Oh, God have mercy. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. I finally have learned. Either he shuts up and I keep praising him. Or if I shut down my praise, then he rises up. Come on, that's how it works. You got it. Brother Clark, I'm not a praiser. Then you better start praising. I don't get loud. Then you better start getting loud. I'm not, I'm not very emotional. Then you better start getting emotional. Because I'm telling you, hell is out to destroy every man, woman, and child. But if God's people, through the blood, will open their mouth and give God the glory. Come on, give God the glory. I said give God the glory. He's worthy of your praise. I don't miss nothing. Some of you ain't even lifted your little pinky finger. You ain't lifted it one time tonight. Because you're now above this. I used to do that, but I don't do that no more. Then you better start doing it again. Let somebody else. No, you can't let somebody else fight your battles. you got to make up your mind. I'm getting in this fray. I'm getting in the middle of this. I've had enough and I'm angry. I'm telling the devil now, get your hands off my children. Get your hands off my family. Get your hands off my home. Get your hands off my pocketbook. Get your hands off of my body. Get your hands off of my mind. Come on, somebody. If the devil's got dogs, we got praise. Woo! And I feel it in this house. Come on, I feel the moment is now. Somebody let go your praise. Come on, let it go among the devils. Turn it loose. Cause havoc among the enemy. Clap your hands with all your might. Shout with all your might. Roar with all your might. Come on, praise with all your might. Folks, this really does work. It really does work. And hell has learned to tell us, you don't do this anymore. You don't act like this anymore. He's a liar. Because he knows if you turn loose your praise, it's going to rip him asunder. He's not going to know which direction it's coming at him from. They're tearing me here. They're tearing me here. I'm getting whipped so bad, I can't take it. Don't go near Kennet, Missouri. Don't even step in that city. Those people are getting wild. They're getting beside themselves. Don't even go near them. There's something going on in Kennet, Missouri. Can I hear shout shouting an amen? Can- Don't give me that nice little hand clap. My God, if you're going to clap, clap. If you're going to praise, praise. Woo! Something going down tonight. Something going down tonight. Something going down tonight. Let me see. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm sick of the status quo. I'm tired of people saying we don't do that no more. We don't have to do that anymore. Uh, we got to do it more than we've ever done it. we got to open up our mouth. And we got to praise God. See, God told him, you're the dog man. Your power will not even move against my people. When, come on folks. you got a million and a half people to two million moving at midnight. My God, every dog in the country... Is gonna be howling at the moon, huh? God said, "I'm gonna show you the difference between my people and your people. Your dogs are gonna lay down. They ain't gonna snarl and they ain't gonna growl. They just gonna lay down, cause something going by is more powerful." Some going down tonight, honey. Some going down tonight. I feel some devil's healing. Come on. I'm talking about heal. H-E-E-L. There's some spirits of hell that ain't going to pull their chain anymore because somebody is going to get some Holy Ghost victory. I ain't preaching a sermon. I'm living a message. It's how you do it, honey. This is the only way to do it. Somebody told me one time, said, I like your preaching. Said, man, how you do that? I said, I'm surviving. I said, man, either I whip him or he whips me. I said, I ain't up here for a pretty message. I'm up here to let the devil know you've done enough damage and I'm sick of it. And you ain't tearing my life apart anymore. I'm telling you, I'm going to turn loose my praise and my worship on you like I've never done. Amen. You're going to do the running. Come on, somebody. You're going to do the running, devil. No more. No more. (laughs) I was in a great revival in Texarkana, Texas. <clears throat> and uh, the pastor's home was up on the hill, and I was in a, a, a rented home that he owned down below. Now he was letting evangelists stay in it, and but he had rented it out to different people that would come through the country and rent it. And uh, I was there, and we started having a lot of people get the Holy Ghost. Ended up being somewhere in the '80s, uh, got it in the Holy Ghost. Many baptized, great victories, many healings, and uh, but I couldn't sleep at night. Not at all Not at all I laid there all wide awake And finally one night I heard a voice say They're coming They're coming I said who's coming Who's coming And the voice didn't say anymore I said "All right." I said I'm going to take some I want an angel at the doors And I want an angel at the foot of my bed And I want an angel at the head of my bed And when those spirits come tonight Whoever they are You tell them I said By the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth You will not come back in this house again I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Honey I turned over and went to sleep Slept like a baby all night long About 5.30 the pastor was up in his house praying He said I heard an explosion I looked down at the hill Fire Had blown out every window Fire had blown through the doors I saw demons running up the hill And through the country and through the woods Looking back at the fire That had hit that place He said what did you do last night I said I turned the blood Of Jesus Christ On those spirits Oh my God I'm getting in some deep waters here And I'm seeing some of you You don't want this I'd rather go to McDonald's I'd rather have pizza I'd rather eat I'd rather do anything but this But our time has come. It is here. Ten wonderful years. We're on the launching pad. Somebody talk to me. I'm here to tell you. You gotta tell that devil. This ain't your property anymore. Amen. <laughs> I found out later who rented the house. It was one of the most powerful witches in all of that country. And the room right behind me is where they had the seances at midnight every night. She was so powerful. same one that I know of had over 250 young people in her coven alone. When you've had it, it's the power of the blood that will build a perimeter around your life. They say, you get to me, you coming through the blood. And I am sick and tired of your attack. I've got something going down tonight. I feel it, Pastor. I feel it, Bishop. Something going down tonight. This is going to have a far-reaching effect. Come on, there's some children that are backslid away from God. They're coming home because of tonight. Some mama, come on, some daddy is going to rise up and say, I plead the blood. You got to open your mouth son You hear me Devil's out to kill you You think I'm kidding I walked in here and God spoke to me about you He wants to kill you But I know a savior Through his precious blood That when hell makes its move God says sit down Sit down Be still You ain't got no say in this. My people are coming out. They're gonna be delivered. They're marching out of this place. They've had enough of this pharaoh. Somebody shout amen. The second thing he told him was your people are gonna come bow down before me. They're gonna talk to me. They're not gonna talk to you. Because it's gonna be so bad. They're going to know who the liar is. And they're going to know who truth is. And they'll come bow before me begging me to get out of here. And it's going to happen, Pharaoh. You see, Pharaoh was considered a god. They looked at him as a god. But Moses said, when God gets through with you, they're going to know you're no god at all. My God, you let the devil make a man an alcoholic and work on him 40 years. Just one touch of the Holy Ghost in an altar. And my God, you understand who's got the power. I said, you understand who's got the power? My God, there's no power like the Holy Ghost. There's no power like the name of Jesus. Help me now. There's no power like the blood of the Lamb. Something going down tonight. Somebody shout, shut up, devil. Say, it's my time. I can't hear you Shut up devil It's my time Somebody get on your feet Clap your hands and shout it Shut up devil Shut up devil It's my time I'm going to praise Come on I'm going to worship I'm going to give God the glory Turn and look at somebody and say It's our time Come on I said it's our time Shout it to him. It's our time. So I'm going down tonight. You may be seated. I'm coming close to a close. You see, the tongue was silent. It was a sign. There was a difference. The dogs couldn't move. They couldn't speak. That was when they were coming out. You study the timeline about this battle I read to you about in in the book, Joshua. They were whipping the enemy, and a fear was starting to come. And they were beginning to take the land. It's one thing to come out, and it's another thing to come in. It's one thing to be delivered. And it's another thing to have the enemy delivered into your hand. The problem with many of us Pentecostals is we shout about coming out. But we never take the territory. It's time tonight to take some territory. Man, y'all looking at me funny. I hope, oh my God, y'all look. I hope that's a good stare. I hope you're born a whole to me and it's a good stare. I hope something's settling in your spirit that you understand. It's one thing to come out of sin and it's another thing to come into the victory and the total power. The Bible said they consume. Come on somebody. Woo. You've got to swallow. You've got to consume. You gotta tell that devil. It's either you or me. And I gotta work for you. It's gonna be me in the victory. And you're gonna be defeated. This thing's changing now. It's a new day now. It's a new hour. Come on, somebody. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It in a great revival. We had over 200 get it by the pastor's words. How am 223, matter of fact, by count. And there was a group of children that got it and went home and told their mama. Their mother was Southern Baptist, which was the faith I was raised in. And that mama told those children, I'm glad you got what you got. said, but I don't want it, and I don't need that. Mama, please come to church. I'm not going to a Pentecostal church. Now I'm settling it right now. You can go, but I'll never go. I don't want anything to do with those Pentecostals. Well, she had a dream, and in that dream, dogs, wild dogs, were chasing her, and it was a large pack of them. And this was right in the middle of that revival it was on Saturday night, after she had just told her children, "Don't even talk to them about the Holy Ghost." And while those dogs were chasing her she had stopped and said i rebuke you in the name of jesus i rebuke you in jesus name and the dogs kept coming and she turned ran again and stopped a second time i rebuke you in the name of jesus i rebuke you in the name of the lord and the dogs just kept coming on snarling and growling she stopped one third time And she knew she was about to die. And she looked in the heavens to God and said, I've used your name to rebuke them. Why can't these dogs be held? Amen. Through the name of Jesus. I'm about to die, Lord. And the Lord spoke from heaven And said because you have said no to my power You don't want my power But those people that you said you don't want to be a part of That's my people And they have the power And if you want the power to rebuke those dogs You go to that church tomorrow And I'm going to give you the power over the dogs of hell Come on somebody It's time for revival God is awakening people. Are you hearing me? This is our day. Don't sit on the pew. Open up your mouth. Shout in the face of hell. It's my time. Come on, it's my time. Woo! Musicians, would you come? You may be seated just one more time. It was Sunday night. I was preaching like this and a woman jumped up on the far side screaming I said oh my God I made that woman mad she come running and come running right at me and was starting to go by me screaming at the top of her lungs I said stop stop and she stopped I said have I made you mad no 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 take me to the water I want to be baptized in Jesus name right now I said okay On your way to the water, would you like to have the Holy Ghost? Sure would. I said, throw your hands in the air. My God, she went to speaking in tongues. Danced all the way to the baptismal. Got baptized in Jesus' name. And that was one Baptist woman that had a dream from God. And God said, I'm giving you the power over the dogs of hell. Would you all like to shake this country? I can't hear you. Would y'all like to shake this country? I can't hear you. Would you like to shake this country? Stand to your feet and clap your hands and open your mouth. Shout unto God. Silence in the gods of war. That closed. Night after night in this revival, I heard one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard in the world or in the church. I watched this woman sing under the anointing, just like your pastor's wife. See the glory fall on your pastor's wife. This is how it fell on this woman. One night in that great crusade, she walked up to me. She said, you don't know who I am. I said, no, ma'am, I, 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 if, I, I don't remember ever meeting you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, have, have you, were you raised in the church? She said, no, we've been in the church eight years. I said, there's my husband. And she pointed to him. said, he's now the assistant pastor. I said, you've been in the church eight years and can sing like that. And he's that kind of a preacher. She said, "Brother Clark, I'm about to tell you a story. We were the number one cocaine dealers in the Houston Metro. You don't live there. I do. It's a drop-off point out of Mexico and southern points. They come into Houston and it spreads out like the legs of a spider. And it goes all over America. Houston is known as the drop-off from south in Central America. And from there it goes in every direction. She said we were the number one cocaine dealers. We didn't deal in little bags. We dealt in truckloads. But some apostolic told us about Jesus. And said, we got what you're looking for. Whew. My God, have mercy. We heard about an evangelist. And we came to see. And Brother Clark, we walked in and saw your face. And heard you preach that night. I said, I got the Holy Ghost. He did too. And we got baptized in Jesus' name. We told all of our distributors we ain't selling this anymore. We're selling Jesus. We're giving Jesus away. Haya. She said they said you're crazy. Millions of dollars flowing through their hands. She said, We lived the high life, but it was the low life. We didn't want that anymore. We found out what God could do in our life, and we're so glad we walked away from the drug world and from that seed. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, young people. Come on, brethren. Come on, ladies. God's waiting on somebody to say, turn loose your praise. Turn loose your worship. I'm about to cause havoc in the middle of hell. I'm about to turn loose my praise. Look out, devil. I'm going to hit you from every angle. I'm coming. God, I feel the Holy Ghost God, I feel the Holy Ghost Church, this is more serious than you can believe Reach over and pray for somebody again Don't stand there like a statue I'm telling you This is a serious service Reach over and pray for somebody God's calling tonight God's calling to the church He's calling to the backslider He's calling to the lukewarm Please pray with somebody Please pray with somebody Son, won't you come? Come won't you come? Let the church be the church. Come on, let the church be the church. Come on, church, I can't hear you. Pray. Call on the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name.
4: We'll spoil the gates of hell and heaven we will prevail. Heaven will prevail. We'll spoil the gates of hell and heaven will prevail. Heaven will We made not worship You can tell the devil alive, you got the But blow. it sure ain't and night we're storm in the and pray with we are no, storm in the gates of the
13: Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah
4: Hallelujah 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 We the forces of fire We're cutting Let every bone out to size We are all be united come. A people Let excited all The food is aflame on our toes come on, let's The come. is pushing back darkness on, The that was starless Shines come like the sun We're storming the gates God. of hell I'm not my God, my God. not We're am not you come, son? Yes.
13: Sir, why do not you
3: i am not here i am not not you come, am not here i not come.
4: not not no we devour demons all day. we oh are an army God. united, a people excited. The spirit is a flame on our tongues. The night is pushing back darkness. The night that was starless shines like the sun. We are storming the gates of hell, and heaven will prevail. Heaven will prevail. We are storming the gates of hell. We'll prevail. Heaven will I want to prevail. Give him that well, I met the He's alive, yeah, well but, he's him. Well. but he's going well wide. Well, we'll attack Come day make the and night. We'll Come storm on, make the, the gates
7: of hell. We'll storm
4: the gates of hell.
7: Storm
13: in the gates of hell. Storm in the gates of
4: hell.
13: Storm the gates hell. Storm in the gates of hell. hell
4: storm in the gates of hell storm in the gates storm in the gates in the storm in of the gates of hell storm in the gates of hell storm in the gates of hell storm in the gates of storm in the gates yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now, 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 we, storm in the gates storm in the gates of hell and oh, love We'll prevail. We're storming the gates of hell and heaven. We'll prevail. Heaven, we'll prevail. We have Hallelujah. met the enemy. Hallelujah. He's alive. Said, Hallelujah. But he sure is. We'll take you. We're you are storming the gates that. of hell.
13: I want all the young people. Come on. Open your mouth.
4: Tiger. We're to fire. I want all the young, young people. Come on. Open your mouth, skies. Start praising. We've got the of a There's liar. a revival no in this whole area. For young people. I feel it. Die. We are an army united. It. people excited. In the name it's of the Jesus. Oh. The light is pushing back darkness. The night that right. starless shines like the sun. Light. We're, in We're storming the gates of hell and heaven will prevail Heaven there will is prevail the between you and We're storming the gates of hell and heaven, we'll you prevail. heaven will prevail Heaven the prevail We have the the enemies enemies when the enemy's alive It sure comes. ain't well. When the power heals At him day and night We're storming the gates of hell Storm in the gates of hell. Storm in the gates of hell. Storm in the gates. Storm in the gates of. Storm in the gates of hell. Storm in the gates of hell. Storm in the gates of hell. Storm the gates. Storm in the gates of. Storm in the gates of hell.
13: Everybody open storm in your the mouth gates of hell. Let the Holy Ghost fall on you Storm in you. the gates Close your of eyes the lift the your hands and open your mouth Storm in the and gates And let that talk of to hell. You speak
4: Storm in the gates of hell Consume the enemy Storm in the gates of hell Storm in the gates Storm Shut in up, the gates of, Storm in the gates of hell I, Storm in the gates of I'm hell Jesus' name in today. The gates of hell. I'm just getting started. I'm gonna praise of hell. like Lord I've never the prayed. Storming the gates of hell. Storming the gates of hell. Storming the gates. Storming the gates of, storming the gates of hell.
13: You ain't no God at all Come on Come on church Can't you feel the wave of glory in this house Come on Come on devil. You ain't no God at all My God's got all power All power
10: All power All power come on there's something powerful that's happening in the Holy Ghost if you need to be dismissed you are if you're a prayer warrior come help us pray I wish the Holy Ghost would open your eyes in the spirit you could see what's really happening in this altar right now I need you to help me if you're a prayer warrior come help me pray there are people that are receiving miracles tonight in this house haka Boha there are things that are happening in the holy ghost that have needed to happen for months it's happening tonight i wish somebody would help me right now come on if you gotta go you're dismissed we need people to pray we need people to pray the holy ghost is at work doing miracles i
4: believe you're doing